welcome back to another episode of Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your host, Kendra. And Nicole. And as you guys can see, we have a special guest in the building. So we are going to introduce her. But before we do that, we just want to make sure you guys are aware that we're also on YouTube. So you can head over to our YouTube channel to see this interview live on Somebody's Mama Podcast. Feel free to subscribe. And we're also at Somebody's Mama Pod on Instagram. So let's get it going. Yes. Okay, so our guest today is Deanna Acotier. And she is our special guest today. She is a reality star. She is a digital creator. She is a wife, a mother. Um, she values family and faith. So she's in right with us <laughs> on the podcast. So we are so excited to get to know a little bit about a little bit more about her today. Um, as you guys, some of you may be aware that she did get married on television unconventionally. She actually met her husband at the altar. Yes. So, but there is so much more to her, so much more to her story. She is now a mother. When we first met her, she was not a mother. Um, so we're so excited to just dive in today. So welcome, Deanna, to the pod. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having me, ladies. We're so happy to have you today. And we have so many questions. So we just want to go ahead and start off with a nice little icebreaker. Okay. So as you guys know, we like to start the podcast with our mama moments. Mm -hmm. And we'll just kick it right off, okay? Let me go you you want to go first? I'm going to go first so I don't forget. You okay. Guys, you guys know if you're listening to the pod, it's always hard for me to remember my mama moment. Yes. <laughs> and Deanna, you have your mama moment ready, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. perfect. Um, so my mama moment today was a little bit more sentimental, not really funny. But um, so yesterday I went and I had an appointment and before I left, my son asked if he can have like a piece of paper and he asked for crayons. And so I gave him a piece of paper, and some crayons. And this morning I go into my office and he left me a note that said, I love you, mom. Aww. And he doesn't really leave me notes like too often like that. <laughs> But he, um, as most of you guys know, he's going to first grade next year. So he's really been loving writing and reading. And um, he writes in his little journal and things like that. So it's really cool to see how his handwriting has developed. And then him just wanting to write a sweet little note to his mommy. That's really cute. So, so that sweet. really warmed my heart. It was a pleasant surprise this morning. Nice. Well, you don't have to frame that. <laughs> I am. I was like, oh, my God. My husband was jealous. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'll go next. Since you're the guest, we'll have you go next. Um, my mama moment is my daughter's two, mm -hmm. and she's ready to go on the potty. Like, she's fully ready to go potty trained and everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm just holding back. What? I'm holding back. You don't want her to go potty? No, because she's my last one. She's oh, my third. You don't want her to grow up. No, and so she's like, Mommy, I have to go potty. And I'm like, diaper? <laughs> we can go to the potty and then put on the diaper. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, okay, you know? Yeah. But my mom went and bought pull-ups, and I was like, mm. Aww. It's just the fact that she's like, you're not ready for her to grow up? or It's just like leaving the baby stage. Like, I went to Target, and I was like, these are one of the last times I'm going to be going in the baby section, like, I'm done. Like, I don't know. Like, and then everybody keeps having a baby. I saw a friend of yours just had a baby the other day. And I was just like, yeah. 
I just don't fever. know what to do. I don't know what the to do. The baby fever. The baby fever. Yeah, yeah, it was like I have baby fever, but I don't. I don't want to have any more babies. I feel you. <laughs> have to love on them from afar. Yes, definitely from afar. What about you, Deanna? What's your mama moment this week? So Declan right now is two and a half, and at his daycare they're doing summer camp, mm-hmm. and this week was all about animals. So they had a reptile farm come, like a reptile, um, I would say like a reptile farm come, and they brought um, snakes and spiders and turtles. And I wasn't able to see it live, but they sent me pictures. In the first picture, you see Declan on the first row. The eyes are really big looking at the snakes. They bring out a tarantula. His eyes are even bigger. And by the third picture, <laughs> there's like a large uh, a large lizards of some sort. And I'm looking on the front row and I don't see Declan. He has gotten up from the front row and moved to the back. He was like, no, I don't want no parts of this. This is too much. Like I was cool with the turtle, maybe the snake, but this big thing, no, I don't want to be anywhere near it. So that just tickled my heart to see him on the pictures of like, you can just see him move from the front to the back. And it just made me laugh. That is so cute. He's that's like, funny. that's where I draw the line. <laughs> he was like, this was this was real fun, but um, yeah, no, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> it's always so fun to see how their personalities develop um, as they get older, and like the things they're afraid and not, are not afraid. Like my three-year-old loves dogs. Like he doesn't care. He'll walk up to any dog. Oh, wow. My six-year-old, if he if he sees a dog a hundred feet away, he's going the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> that's i love that i love that so you ready to dive in yes okay gonna go first gonna... okay so of course we have to get straight to something i'm sure a lot of people want to know about you diana and that is how has married life been post show or yes how has married i can say that right yeah how has yeah, married yeah. life been <laughs> You know, post everything. Married life post the show has been crazy. So Greg and I have been married for four years now, and we celebrated one year going into the pandemic. So like our wedding anniversary is March 21st and the pandemic, like everything shut down on like March, like like the previous week or something like that. It was something crazy. So we spent, you know, that first well, that second year of our marriage all in lockdown and just like continuing to learn and grow each other, continuing to date one another. Um, we started a business like six months after <laughs> after we wow. met, which is wow. crazy because you're still getting to know your spouse and now you're becoming business partners. Right. Look crazy. Um, <laughs> yes, that is that is uh, a learning process every single day. And then we became parents. Um in like two years afterwards. So I feel like it's been moving really fast, but at the same time been going like slow. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but we've just been continuing to date each other. And that's been the main thing of like us just continuing to learn and change as we are going through these different seasons. Yeah. That's uh, definitely a testament of your relationship because um, starting a business with a spouse Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All while you're still learning, because still, still learning each other. Yeah. yeah, she's still getting to know him at this point. So six months in, 
and then you're starting a business and you're on lockdown. So you guys are with each other 24 seven. And that's like, child, if y'all could make it through that, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can make it through people, anything. People always say, I don't, well, I know at least for me, the first year was definitely the hardest. So to imagine doing your first year on lockdown, because that, that lockdown took a lot of people out. It did. <laughs> it did. A lot of people out. So that's why I say, like, kudos to you guys pushing through, like, all the many different mm -hmm. challenges that could or came probably did come. Yeah, because I feel <laughs> yes. like everybody went through the same yeah. challenges. Yeah. Like, because yeah. mm -hmm. think about it, on your, normally, on your normal day, you know, you spend most of your time at work. Yeah. Kind of, exactly. like, away from each other. And then it's like, you come home, you may have this event, that mm -hmm. event. And then switch to twenty four seven. Yeah. Yes. And that was that was weird for us because of the fact that like Greg has worked from home before, so he mm -hmm. understood like how to build his schedule, how to wake up early, do his normal routine, and then start work. I've never worked from home before, so like those first couple of weeks, like I was like, oh, just roll out of bed and start work. And he was like, no, you can't do that. You're gonna burn yourself out. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? So he taught me some things going through and learning how to work from home and all of that. But definitely interesting on me learning that I get energy from being around him. And Ooh. that isn't how he gets energy. Like he needs his space. And like, I was thriving. I was like, this is great. And he was like, you're sucking the energy away from me. Like, just right. <laughs> so yeah. So relatable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely had to find that balance. I was like, oh, I can't use you for everything. I'm sorry. So I had to find puzzles. And that was my thing during <laughs> during the pandemic. But how like smart is that to realize that and be able to pivot in that situation? You know, I feel like that was a lot of the reasons why people didn't quite make it out. Yeah. They couldn't, you know, realize that and like, okay, we got to adjust or we need to do this. And I feel like that's usually what makes marriages so strong is the mm -hmm. ability to pivot and make mm -hmm. changes and, you yeah. know, communicate those things. So kudos to you guys for figuring that out. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people did it. <laughs> exactly. And I can't say that we figured that out on our own. We have been mm -hmm. going to couples counseling mm -hmm. since the show stopped filming. Um, that was something that they provided to all of the participants, which was lovely. Um, so we've been using our therapist this entire time. And she was the one that really helped us, but really helped me see where I was like, Deanna, you need to change. Like you can't rely on Greg for everything. But I would definitely say that the therapy helped as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a major key because even when you even to go into couples therapy when there's not necessarily like issues um it's really good because that's just being proactive and you're getting the tools like you know i kind of relate that the same thing to parenting i was telling my husband the other day like maybe i should get like a little parenting book to understand like how my child's uh, mind is working at, at this point in his life mm -hmm. because i've read books and stuff like that but i'm like i need to brush up because getting that information just helps you with you know, like yeah. parenting and marriage, same thing, like grabbing those tools, even when the issue is not necessarily there. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. It makes a huge difference. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So with your marriage and everything being so public with the way that it started, um, do you ever feel pressure or overwhelmed by how invested people are into your life? Like I know going from 
just a regular person out here, regular <laughs> yeah. regular, and now you have all these hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people watching yeah. you every week, feeling like they know you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Heavily invested. How how has that been? Oh, that was definitely an adjustment. Um, it's just like you said. I feel like I'm a regular person, and for people to come up and smile and say, "Oh my God, I love you!" Like I know who you are, and I'm like. I have no clue who you are. But I, I, it's 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 humbling, like for people to come up because they're all saying really nice things, like mm-hmm. how we inspired them or how they just love to watch us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say that there is some pressure there, mm-hmm. especially before we had Declan. Everybody was like, "What are you gonna have a baby?" And I'm like, "Can I?" Like I just met him a month ago. Like seriously, I, like I don't know like, who like that yet. Like give me some time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so definitely before we like had Declan, there was a lot of pressure there. Um, and now even after we had Declan, like people are like, so where's baby number two? And I'm like, y'all kids are expensive and love y'all, but y'all are helping with these bills. Right. Yeah. It's expensive. (laughs) So, so yeah, like there's some pressure there, but most of the time everyone is just really nice and they're just kind of like starstruck to say hi but i'm just really normal like you nobody has to feel any type of way about coming up to me and speaking and all of that good stuff while we're on that something i've always wanted to know is like when people are so invested in your life how has um like when you post and people comment how has that been like because people are so invested when people comment and say those things like how did you adjust with that Mm -hmm. like how did you Figure out like what to respond to, what not to respond to. Yeah. Kind of like take care of yourself, like in that process. Yes. So prior to the show, I was not on any social media. Um, I had gotten off of social media probably about three years before. So I was on nothing, no TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Like I had taken myself off of all of that because I wanted to focus on myself. Yeah. So. I got back on after the show aired and I I was just, I kind of like blocked out a lot of that stuff. I didn't let any of that stuff really bother me because I wasn't on it that often. When people did comment or say negative things or mean things, I simply deleted it. I, I didn't feel like it was worth my time or energy to mm-hmm. respond back because I felt like that was what they wanted. They wanted a yeah. response. They wanted mm-hmm. to see if they could agitate me. And for me, I delete and block. Like, if I don't like it, delete, block, move on. We're good. Right. right. <laughs> for that. So, yeah. That was how I handled most of the comments that came. Um, when people are saying nice things, like I would try to like like it or try to say something back. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the the people who are just being rude, I didn't give them the time of day. Well, that's good to hear because we often hear how people just, you know, when they are put into the spotlight and then they get so much feedback and they, you know, deal with it in different ways. So that's kind of interesting to know. Um, because you got married in such a conven- unconventional way, what's one thing you've learned about yourself since getting married? Oh, one thing that I've learned about myself since getting married, <laughs> as hard as I tried, like going in and like knowing who I was before the process because I had been single for so long, I was like, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Mm-hmm. There were still things that I continued to learn about myself, even once I got in a relationship. 
because it was like, this is a, a, not necessarily like a new me, but it's me in a different chapter. And although like I have been working on myself as an individual, learning the main thing of like, if I wanted to go out after work, you know, to grab a drink with my coworkers, I just did it. But now it's like, I got to remember, oh, I got to check in. Like, oh, like it is not that I'm asking permission. It's just more so that courteous, like, did you have anything planned? Like, I just want to grab a drink real quick. Are you good with that? Like, and we always always said yes to one another, but it was just Mm -hmm. more so of that. Like we're checking in, making sure that we know where each other are at. Um, So that would definitely be the one thing that I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to remember there's somebody else in the house that I have to, like, consider their feelings. Or if I'm going shopping, it's not just what I like in the grocery cart. What does Greg also (laughs) like? Like, he may not like mayonnaise. Like, he may like helmets. Like, things like that that I didn't think much about, but now is in the forefront. That's a good good thought, too, because you have to be intentional about that or else it'll become an issue because you're not taking that into consideration. And that's, that's a real shift that you have to make, like only from going to only worry about yourself and what you want to do, even as small as the grocery store like that. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, you get what you like, you think you throw a couple things in there, but then you come home with all this cool stuff. Cause sometimes, you know, at Trader Joe's, I get caught up. I don't know about you, (laughs) yes, but I get caught up. And so I come home with all these like different snacks and stuff. And my husband's like, oh, that looks good. Like what else did they have? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's so relatable. Very relatable. Uh, My husband does that at Costco. I'm like, he'll go to Costco and he'll just buy all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, make sure you got my egg bites. At least get my egg bites, okay? Because (laughs) my spinach egg bites is important. And he doesn't like breakfast and I love breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, pick up breakfast food for me. For me. Yeah. That's Greg's happy place too, Costco. Absolutely oh. loves that place. Okay, has Greg, okay, I don't know about you, but my husband has loves uh, Costco so much that he's even started to um, buy his clothing there. Does Greg do that? Yes. Oh, yes. I do it too. You do it. Oh my god. They always have the cutest little jumpsuits like to just throw on, you know, little Saturday jumpsuits. Girl, the um the tights and everything. <laughs> she doesn't do you like Costco or Sam's Club? I do. Greg has gotten me onto Costco prior to, to getting to Costco. I was in BJ's and I was like, I like BJ's. We're good. But I've heard about BJ's. We don't have that here in California, but yeah. I have heard of it. Yep. So it's she, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. She doesn't like Costco or Sam's Club. Oh really? No, None of them? No, because it's too much. It's overwhelming. Like, I'm worried yeah. about the thing falling down because I don't know how they taped that up. I don't know if they taped it right. I don't know what they did with that. It know. is a lot going on at Costco, though. That's what I told her. I said, you might prefer Sam's Club because yeah. I feel like Sam's Club is a little more organized. Costco, yes. they got, they jam-pack everything in there. It's, it I'm is- not going in the freezer. Like, I don't even like the freezer at the regular grocery store. Why am I be in the Costco freezer? You're all the way in the freezer at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. And Costco, like, they move things around so much. Like, that's their thing. Like, they don't put things in the same place. That's what irritates me sometimes. Like, if I'm on a mission and I'm like, I got to get in, get out. 
And be like, the bread was here last week, and now it's on the other side of the store. And I was like, listen, this is too much. much. I don't even like that when they do that in the regular grocery store. So I know I'm not going to be okay with it at Costco. We were talking about this the other day. I told her, I said, you just have to come with me. I'm going to try to give her a different experience at Sam's Club. Because to me, I feel like, at least for in our area, I feel like Costco, the aesthetic is given Walmart. And Sam's Club is more of a target. And the flow, the way the store is, which is ironic because Sam's Club is a byproduct of Walmart. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I digress. We're going to try that. Yeah. Okay. And so we know this is called Somebody's Mama Podcast. And you are a new mommy. And so we kind of want to transition into that. We had to go into the marriage thing. We are both wives ourselves. And we know everybody wants to know. So we had to give that update. But we wanted to move into your journey from marriage to motherhood with everything in your life kind of being fast tracked. Um, just how was that journey from just being the two of you guys for a couple of years into being parents? That has been very different. So I grew up with kids all around. I have a very big family. There was always someone pregnant. My girlfriends had kids. So I understood what it was like having babies around, like like their schedules, the crying, the, the diaper changes, like how all of that goes into being around kids. Greg, on the other hand, like all his friends are like young professionals, like nobody had kids. <laughs> He's like, this is foreign to me. He's like, Yes. He's like, wait, what? The baby is just crying, like, for no reason? I was like, yeah, like, sometimes they're gassy, sometimes they're hungry, sometimes they just want to be picked up, like, you just don't know. And that is something that he is still learning. Like, Mm -hmm. with Declan being two, he's like, being around a two-year-old, now that's a new phase that I'm learning of, like, temper tantrums, and he's finding his voice. Mm -hmm. So, for us, it's been, like, me trying to help not always educating because that can get annoying. Like Deanna feels like she's a know-it-all. She's telling me everything about the kid. But then at the same time, it's like, he needs to figure it out on his own. So I give him his space and he does his thing. And it may be different from how I do things with Declan. And those are things that I have to like pull back on and be mindful of. I'm like, okay, we'll give him his space. He can feed him without like, you know, he didn't cut it on a diagonal. It's okay. Like, <laughs> just relax. Right. So, <laughs> you are me. I you are okay. Yeah, you preach yeah. to the choir. <laughs> those are things I'm working on, you know? But, yes. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. But that's so true. And that's really relatable because this one right here, she'd be doing the same thing. It's a part of the journey. Like, my husband and I had to learn that balance as well. Like, I really had to pull back on, you know, just my my way doesn't mean it's, that's the only way. Right. You know, and kind of like, like you said, letting him learn. And like, my husband also, he was around a lot of children. So he's, he's kind of raised kids before too. But, you know, our methods are still very different. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it made it a lot better, I would say, by allowing him to find his way and just, just having a happy medium. Right. I agree with you on that. Yes, that's good. Um, while we're on that topic, was there anything that you found that he did his your, his way that you didn't expect to kind of like, oh, wow, I actually like it that way? Or like, is there anything that he did differently that you adopted. Uh, yeah, adopted? 
just an interesting question. Are you still there? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There, there you, you go. go. Okay. Sorry. Um, I did hear your question. There are things that I, there was one thing that uh, Greg and Declan does together that I, I'm like, oh, this is your, now your routine. Like I've just designated Greg the person. So in the mornings, uh, um, Declan does not fight Greg whenever they brush teeth and washes his face in the morning. So part of the morning routine, I wake him up, change his diaper, get him dressed for school. And then I say, okay, go brush your teeth and wash your face with daddy. Like that's their thing that they do together. And when I try it, like he fights me tooth and nail. I'm like, what? I'm doing the same thing, right? <laughs> but it's fine. I let them have their moments. So yes, yeah. but I definitely say that that's like their little bonding moment that they do together. Like they they talk to each other. Like I hear Declan and they're singing to Greg, like Aww, <laughs> while they're brushing their that. teeth. So it's good. You're like you can have that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you can yeah. have that. You can have that. <laughs> that's so cute. I love that. Oh. Um, <laughs> Crossing over to motherhood or staying in motherhood, is there anything that um, you had expectations in motherhood that when it actually happened, you were like, oh, wait, this is completely different or anything you expected in motherhood and then you're like, oh, no, this is the real reality. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that was unexpected? Um, I would definitely say the most unexpected part going into motherhood was probably like labor and delivery. Um, being, I was there with my sister when she gave birth to my nephew and she made it look so easy. Like I was like, oh girl, this is going to be great. Like her labor was like 12 hours, like smooth sailing, right. push the baby out. Boom. We're good. And I was like, oh, okay. That's going to be me. No. 36 hours later, I'm like, bro, where's the baby at? Like, wow. you're like, get the baby here, please. Right. Like, come on. Like we what happened? Like my sister, this is not her story, like how she, how she went through it. So I would definitely say like the whole labor and delivery part definitely was um, eye opening and different from how I thought it was going to be. And then when reality hit, it was like very different. So, so unpredictable. Yes. It's so unpredictable. Like you can have a plan and that little bursting plan. Just, just throw that window. Mine went out the window. It was nice yeah. to kind of look at be like, oh, in theory, this is nice. It's yeah. still good to do because, yeah. you know, so that everyone knows your wishes and things like that. And sometimes it goes, you know, right according to plan, but yeah. you got to be flexible with it. Yes. 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 Very good. Um, so, so far in motherhood, you're about two years in. Um, is there anything that you feel like um, you would have done differently so far? Maybe methods or um, anything really? What I, uh, what have I have done differently? Um, I think when it comes to like disciplining Declan, we're still like trying to figure that whole thing out. Like, mm -hmm. I'm paying it. I'm trying to learn more about gentle parenting. Yeah, my patience okay. sometimes is not the gentle parents. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we're going in the corner. Sometimes we do pop like on the hand, mm -hmm. but so, like some of that stuff like just doesn't work with Declan. Um, yeah. Taking yeah. away the iPad now that will get him. 
Um, But just like trying to learn like the whole different types of parenting styles, like in my head, I was like, this is going to be easy. He's going to be the first kid. He's not going to fight me. Like just pipe dreams. Not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not true at all. Um, And it's different at every age too. So like trying to like discipline a two-year-old is like, come on. It's like, they're like, what do you mean? I'm going to do what I want to do. It's it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. sometimes with boys, because like my first was a boy too. And I wasn't around a lot of boys. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, what is going on around here? Just jumping off everything. Around like the like- <laughs> like energy for days and days. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a, it's a, it can be a lot. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm still trying to figure that part out of like, I, and I honestly don't even know what I would do different, but I feel like that's the one area that I am still trying to learn and figure out. And to your point, like each stage is going to be different. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to that. We, so I'm about to see we all were in the same place. Yeah, <laughs> literally one day I I remember I don't remember which friend it was, but I was at one of my friends' house. And they put their two-year-old on timeout, and the two-year-old stayed. And I said, we could do that? (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking, I didn't think a two-year-old would respond to a timeout. Mm. And I tried it when I got home. Like, as soon as I needed it, I couldn't wait to use it. (laughs) And I tried it, and it worked. I said, oh, we done cracked the code because (laughs) my son, he's so busy. He loves to play. He loves to do things. So even for him, they say you can do a minute uh, per year. Mm-hmm. So that those were the longest two minutes of his life. <laughs> and after that, it was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to time out. I don't want to time out. Like, I'll probably, you know, like it, it worked for a little while. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll come. Yeah. And it's a learning process, like every, like you said, every stage every in stage. life. Yeah. And I do feel like it gets a little easier because my son, when he was two, was just all over the place. And um, now that he turned eight, it wasn't until eight, girl. It wasn't until eight. We talk about gentle parenting a lot because it's the battle between, you know, this ain't working. Yeah. And he needs a little bit more stern voice. Yeah. And wanting to hear your child out. And so I think that's the the best benefit of it. It's it's a pro and a con is that they learn how to use their voice. Yeah. Yeah. But when they learn how to use their voice, they're very opinionated about everything. Ah, And so with my six-year-old, everything is a conversation. Well, mom, can we talk about it? Can we go over here and talk about it? I want to talk about it. And I'm like, sometimes I I do express to him, like, you know, sometimes if, if we, if it went there, it's like, Mommy needs a minute, but we will talk about it. I promise you, will, I will listen to you. And will you be able to yeah. listen to me? And he says, yes. And we have a lot of conversations now. And 
like I said, it's a pro and a con because sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. Like, you just want them to be like, yes, mom, and that's it. Right. But they have questions, you know, the more they learn and the more they understand, I have found with my son, the more he is able to listen because if Mm -hmm. he understands why he shouldn't do certain things, he's more inclined to lean towards not doing it. But if he doesn't understand it, he he's going to keep doing it because he doesn't get it. So I try my best to explain what I can. And I tell him some things you're just not going to understand at this age in your life. And you need to just trust my judgment. Yeah. You know, and so we have those conversations over and over again. But gentle parenting is a beast. (laughs) It's a beast. Uh, I had to just adopt the quiet corner. Like, this is your corner. We got a bean bag, a book, a tablet. (laughs) A tablet. (laughs) It's time out. Oh, the quiet, quiet corner. corner. Oh, okay, so sometimes when they just need to self-regulate, yeah, like you need corner. to calm down. Okay. You, this is your quiet corner. Okay. Yeah. That's how. Um, the my mama needs some quiet. Right. That's and I'm gonna use that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. I may be stealing that. Just be like, you know what? Quiet corner. Just, quiet just corner. Yeah. It's time to relax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of children. What has been, um, sorry, what has it been like raising a child in the public eye? Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, so I honestly, okay, so first time ever being in this space, I, I don't know if it's harder or not. I know that there um, were kind of always being watched, like kind of like underneath a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Um, with like, oh, like, how is she like raising the child? Like, what does she have him in? Like, what are they doing today? And it's like, hey, I'm new to this. So I don't know. I'm still learning. Like, he's still learning. So I'm just like really grateful that so far, a lot of people have been very like gracious and like giving us grace and advice in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten a lot of like backlash, knock on wood, for like the things that we have done like with Declan as far as like like he still sleeps in a crib um he has a bedtime at seven o'clock 7 30 ish now we're kind of pushing it a little bit um but like we kind of let him have his freedom but I don't know how to describe it it's just because we're still learning each other like as a mom and as a son and as a dad and a son, like trying to figure out those relationships, we're trying not to put too much focus on like what the public thinks. Like we're just trying to do what is right for Declan or what we feel is right for him at this stage, what feels right to us. Um, But I will say that we do appreciate like the positive um, advice that people have like shared with us um, as we've gone through the journey. How do you gauge like how much to share and how much to kind of just keep private? Um, that's something that De- Greg and I go back and forth about. Um, I look at Declan and I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. Like, I just want to share him with the world. And then Greg is like, okay, well, like everybody doesn't need to know everything about him mm-hmm. on account of sadly, the world is different yeah. and it's Thank scary. You. And you know, just because someone sees your child um, in pictures, like they still come up to you and like, oh, hey, you know, like he doesn't know you. Like that's still a stranger to him. Right. You still want him to be, you know, stranger danger. Like you don't go right. up. 
Like, don't go off with anybody who's not mommy and daddy. Um, So it's hard for us to find that balance. But I think that between Greg and I, it's always a discussion of like, is this something that we want to share or is this something we want to keep to ourselves? Like, just as long as we're on the same page, that's what works for us. Um, But I mean, at the same time, Declan now is getting at a point of like, no pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I will respect you. No pictures. Um, But if he says stuff like that, then I know, okay, give him space and and, and respect his wishes and his space too. Yeah, that's good. He's already learning how much is too much for him. He's like, listen. Yes. Um, Is there anything about your motherhood journey that you feel like your audience might be surprised to know? Or anything you want to share about it so far? Um, hmm, What would you all be surprised to know about? Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When... We gave birth. I thought that I was going to be more of a stern disciplinarian. Like Greg is also half Nigerian. So I also knew that he would be um, kind of stern and and strict as well. But I also thought like that I would be like on the same level with him. Like we're going to be strict parents. We have I have a dog um, before I met Greg. Um, and if you talk to any of my friends and family, they'll be like, Deanna was just so, so strict with Sandy. Like Sandy was like, well-trained, like you snapped her fingers and she did everything. Mm-hmm. But then when I had Declan, like he got me wrapped around his little pinky finger. <laughs> like I try so hard to be like, Declan, go sit in the corner. Like, you're not getting this. Did you eat what was on your plate before I give you more? And like, he does this fake nibble thing like oh I kind of put it in my like I kind of ate it and I still give in and give him whatever it is that he wants so yeah I'm a pushover as as a mom like I didn't think it was going to be me but it's me I know you're you're (laughs) not alone it's hard it's really hard yeah it is really hard and I feel like the boy mom relationship too yes it's just something about it where the boys they just tug on those heartstrings and you'd be like, oh, I don't want you to be... Because he found love in such an unconventional way. Um, What is some advice that you would have for women that are still looking or waiting to find love or find that significant other? I know we like to talk all about relationships on this podcast, so do you have maybe an encouraging word or any advice? Um, Yes. I will definitely say that being patient is is a virtue like saying it all the time like it sounds easier than it is but really just being patient and in those times where you're waiting for that person for the right person to come along like take your mind off of like I gotta find the the one like I have to be out here on these dates finding that that Mr. Right or Mrs. Right like putting all that energy into looking so hard will sometimes like cloud your judgment. And I would definitely say like in those moments where you're being patient, focus on yourself, like focus on making sure that you are the best version that you like of yourself right now today. So that when you do meet that person, you're at your best. And it's not necessarily like 
that you're like working on you and trying to learn a new person. Like there's a lot of stress and a lot of um, like undue pressure that you're putting on yourself. So I would definitely say just take the time to breathe and focus on yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? What are things that um, like, what are deal breakers for yourself? Like if you know what those are and having high standards, isn't a bad thing. Um, But definitely just knowing what you will and won't stand for will make finding your future somebody a lot easier if you know who you are like by yourself. So I would definitely say that would be my advice of continue to work on yourself while being patient. That's a really good point because you really can't work on yourself and work on a relationship at the same time, especially not fully. Right? Yeah, not it fully. Makes it really hard. That makes it, <laughs> yeah, that makes it really hard because it's like when you're still in that growth phase of, you know, developing yourself, it's like, and the relationship on top of it is right. still trying to figure out what you want, like just as your own person. Now you have to figure out, okay, now, but what do I want in a mate? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, and then what am I willing to give? Because sometimes yeah. what the other person is asking for, you have to ask yourself, like, how much am I willing to give of myself? And am I ready? for this much of a commitment because in those processes sometimes you learn like okay I might need a little bit more time or mm-hmm. you know I still have some really selfish ways about myself I'm not I don't know if I'm ready to like give of my all to someone like that's an honest question you have to ask yourself because yeah. it's a lot of sacrifices that you make as a wife and as a mother and compromises and conversations and sometimes people aren't willing to have those conversations with other people and then they get married and they're like I don't want to talk to you about every little thing like it's like well kind of how it works you know you are not one (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that is that's really good really good advice um So being a wife and a mother, having a career, being an entrepreneur, like you have so many things on your plate and I'm sure more to come. Um, So what are some things that you like to do to refuel? We talk a lot about like self-care and like trying to encourage moms um, to think about themselves, put themselves on the calendar um, because, you know, we think about everybody else and everything that we have to do. Um, but what are some things that you like to do to kind of like refuel or self-care? Yes. I love getting facials. Um, I have adult acne and going to the esthetician and letting her do her magic on my face. I absolutely love it. And that's like a good hour and a half of just me by myself in a dark room, listening to like calming music. That is my happy place. Um, Greg found her for me. And I was like, I love you. This is great. Yes. Okay, Greg. (laughs) Okay, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, I absolutely love doing that. And then just, like, taking drives. Like, even if it's just, like, going to the store by myself without Greg, without Declan. And I can just walk up and down every single aisle. I don't have to buy anything. It's just being out in the fresh air. Those are things that I enjoy to help recharge myself. Um, And then lastly, being around my family. I draw energy off of being around my sister, my mom, my dad, spending time with Greg, of course, but family time re-energizes me. So when I can come back and be like 100%. That's beautiful. 
those are those are great tips too because those are practical things that any of us can do Mm -hmm. Um, walking down up in every aisle by yourself is a game changer game changer like especially if you got a little coffee or like you know Mm -hmm. beautiful Love that. That's super target. Hit the grocery yes. side, then hit the clothes, little home goods. Yes. Love like, it. Oh, wait, I forgot the clearance section. Absolutely. And the, can't forget the beauty section. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yes. I don't even I don't even wear makeup and I'd be like, okay, so what's this? <laughs> That's great. Like those those little small things, just like making time to do it, it really does make the difference in like how we can continue to push forward. Because if we think about all the things that we have to do in a day, and the the things that are still coming, mm-hmm. it can be a lot. Yeah. So just taking a breather, take a little woosa, yeah. a little moment to recharge, just mm-hmm. get me through. Yeah. Yes. Well, Deanna, we have really enjoyed having you here on the pod. But before we go, we want to let you know, I'm sorry, before we go, (laughs) we want to ask you, you know, what are some things you're currently working on and is there anything we can expect from you from the future? Yes. So um, like I spoke of earlier, Greg and I do have a clothing brand, Acpacery. Um, So you can go on there and you can find uh, different t-shirts, hoodies, leggings. Um, They're all designed by Greg and myself. Um, so that is A-K-P-E-S-I-R-I dot com. Um, we'll and the description of the in the show notes so you guys can see. Yes. And then we also have a YouTube channel, the Ocotiers on YouTube. Um, we try to go on there and post videos of us doing random things around the house, little vlogs of Declan growing up, of course. Um, and those are the two main things. You can also find me on um, Instagram at Deanna.McNeil. And yeah, those are the main things that I'm working on these days. Awesome. So you guys, those are ways that you can still keep up with her and her family. And we want to make sure that we support you on this journey. Congratulations on everything. It's so nice to kind of get a little update uh, from you because I really enjoy watching you guys as well. I was rooting for you guys. I was so happy um, with you guys' uh, process. It was nice to watch it unfold. It's still to this day. So you guys, make sure that you guys are subscribed to their YouTube channel. We're going to add their website in the show notes and also the Instagram and everything so we can keep up with you, Deanna. But we thank you so much for being here and gracing us with your presence. Thanks for having <laughs> me. This has been fun. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you taking the time. I know it's late out there. So thank you again. Thanks, y'all. All right, so you guys can catch us again next week. Make sure you guys have subscribed and following us at Somebody's Mama Podcast and Somebody's Mama Pod on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.